All right, so on today's expose, I'm gonna talk about Emma Frost. <laughs> uh, yes, she first appeared in the Uncanny X-Men number 129 in January 1980. Funny how January Jones played her in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. I know, I know. Oh. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. She tried. She, you know. She did. She, she wore an outfit. She showed up. It was there. She had um, hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she definitely had hair on. She was, wearing, she was certainly wearing a wig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, Emma Frost was created by Chris Claremont and John Byrne, and her middle name is Grace, because she's so graceful. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, she's also known as White Queen, and, <laughs> and uh, has powers of telepathy and all that goes with it, and she can, like, turn her skin and stuff, like, diamondy and, like, ooh, hard and... and Sparkly, you know, and cold, and, and just freezing cold. Yeah, just for oh, just nipple, just nipples out. Just, Ooh, just gonna get, just gonna yes. go through it. She's her own best friend. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> and she's been a villain and a comrade and a teacher and all that stuff. So la 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 la. <laughs> Rest in peace, butter rum. <laughs> <laughs> I go. Gene? Hello and welcome to this week's Solving for X. My name's Sean. I'm the ultimate excavationist. And I'm something of an X fan myself, Kevin. <laughs> so I love that on our show we've had comic book artists. Last week was an MMA fighter. And now all the way from season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race, we have Dax exclamation point. Hello, Hi, Dax. It's me. What are the X-Men again? I'm confused. <laughs> so you just had some very deep thoughts on Dazzler in this first episode of Phoenix. Tell us about it. I mean, I don't know if they'd be deep thoughts. It's more, more, more like observational comments. Um, like, you know, things that were just like very glaringly obvious. Like, I mean, first of all, like Scott and Remy just hanging out at a gay bar by themselves because Scott is depressed. Like, it's like, uh -huh. I mean, that's where I go when I'm depressed. You know? sound. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I personally go to um, the, you know, LGBTQIA plus friendly uh, establishment, uh, Club M. And I, you know, want to see a drag show and just like drink my sorrows away because my girlfriend is in Scotland or whatever. That's what I, I, I it's normal. It's, it's relatable content. Um, featuring, of course, the cameo by Miss Dazzler sporting a brand new short sleeve bright red wig. Um, which is canon, I guess. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I mean, with a raspy, like, pizzazz voice from Jim of the Holograms, just like, hi, it's me, I'm Denver. I'm a singer. I hate those holograms the most. Like, that's, I mean, that's what we're serving today. Like, except for in flat shoes, because pizzazz would never wear flat shoes. Never. Um, yeah, I mean, 
it's a it's a fucking drag show. Like they pretended like it wasn't. It was a drag show. Like Gene's like Scott, where are you? And he's like <laughs> not in the bathroom giving blowies. Uh, <laughs> definitely not there. Don't, do not look at the glory hole. I'm not there. <laughs> he went there. <laughs> I didn't go there, but Scott certainly didn't. Scott did. <laughs> he absolutely. Did. So, he absolutely did. what's your uh, what's your history with X Men? Oh my God, my history with X-Men. I mean, uh, my entire life, is that history? No, I'm too young for that. <laughs> um, uh, but no, my, my, my first comic in life ever was Uncanny X-Men 300, um, uh, drawn by John Rita Jr. Um, that is amazing. And I have, you know, I have it framed on the wall like one do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with the holographic cover and Storm having just giant hair forever. You know, that, <laughs> and that's how she should be at all times. Just giant hair and wearing not one, but two capes? For what reason? Fashion. Yeah. That's the reason. Um, and then I kind of just stuck with it ever since. I mean, obviously this cartoon um, really kind of like sealed it in for me. Because um, that's, you know, that's kind of how I first discovered the X-Men. And then I realized, wait, comic books exist? I had no idea. Because I'm seven. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's kids young, I guess. I don't know. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of been a lifelong kind of obsession ever since then. And now I spend too much money on either dressing like Storm or just collecting things with her face on it, even though I will sometimes I'll hate the art that they choose because it's questionable. But because it's Storm, it's worth it. So yes. <laughs> here we are. So just curious then, since you brought up Storm, a few weeks ago we had a poll for which oh, yeah. Storm outfit is your favorite. What's your oh. favorite outfit? The cosplayer is oh, coming out, yes. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I, I mean, I love all of her, almost, almost all of her outfits. But lately, I've been really into, like, her deep-cut forgotten outfits. Um, I really love what they call the purple one, the Moscow Knights era, with, with like, like, like the, the Adam Kubert one with the filigree. And it was, like, it was purple <laughs> with black. And no one could draw it twice because it had so much like, like a little fine detail that was stupid and made zero sense. Um, I love that one so much. Uh, that's kind of like next on my list of storm costumes. I mean, I want to redo the '90s one because I want to do it more like in a gunmetal gray kind of situation um, because you know the color changed literally every issue because no one knew how to render metal. I guess I don't really know. Yeah. What they, so they couldn't decide if it was white or if it was silver or if it was pearlescent or if it was black, but just like super shiny. So they just didn't try to figure it out. Um, I mean, that one I love um, depending on who draws it. Anything with her with a high ponytail, I'm sold. Like that's mm. just like, honestly, uh, I, I, sorry. I, X was playing in the background of, uh, on my TV and, and, and frenzy just showed up. The accolades are here. Frenzy just showed up and bent a pipe in half for some reason. I don't know what's going on. It's on mute. Um, and I have my Frenzy suit in progress currently. So oh, nice. that's, the, that's the next step. Uh, acolytes for literally no reason. Fashion. Fashion. And a Britney Spears microphone. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, sorry. Back to the actual question. Yes. Um, anything with Storm with a high ponytail, I love. Um... Anything that's like unexpected of her to wear, like like her and like colors that aren't necessarily like you think are storm colors, like again purple or like her a lot of red. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those kind of costumes um, on her the most. I think. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Very also, nice. a dumb headpiece always helps. You know, the ones that are <laughs> yeah. like, impossible to wear in real life. Uh, those <laughs> ones are the ones I love the most because. It's my goal in life to figure that shit out. And <laughs> I'm close. 
I get close sometimes, but honestly, they don't you. make any sense. Like, they don't make any they sense. Don't. They don't make any sense. Like, how is it stuck to your head, girl? I don't even know. Like, is it pins? Is it elastic? Is it just nailed in there? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Zip ties in the prayer. I mean, either way. Like yeah. yeah. Heavy on the prayer. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, last week we posed the question for our previously on segment. What would the porn be called of Mastermind and Gene on the pirate ship? <laughs> uh, brain fuck, obviously. Like, oh, like what are we doing? There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, Gene versus the mind fister? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, I didn't ask. Can I curse in this show? Because I've been cursing with the entire Oh my gosh. We're the, we're the ra- no, we're raunchy as hell on this show. So you're yeah, good. We yeah, are. yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're not yeah. good. I mean, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen your Instagram. I, I, I oh, yeah. pretty much I assume what to expect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Josh is wearing a shirt right now. That's my first surprise. I know. <laughs> right, I know. It's too cold. It's, it's winter. Oh, yeah. Burr. <laughs> it's like, nice warm t-shirt. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we had a Legion Ivory sent in pirating Jeans Phoenix. <laughs> Robbie Clark 87 said voyage into the red. I think that was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's oddly specific. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Words of the Witches podcast, Winky That's Face me. Kevin said, Yo ho and the giant mast, dot, 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 ermine. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I love it. Stupid. <laughs> um, X-Men Children of the Atom said fire on the high seas. And then I submitted the penis saga. <laughs> <laughs> done. We're done here. We're like, why even ask the question? We got it. What was the other one, was the other one I said? Oh, that's not, I'm just saying. <laughs> you oh, said lo- you're gonna remember. It was it was I love big butter and I cannot lie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because she's holding the, uh, I can't believe it's not butter. butter. (laughs) Yeah, and somebody sent in, I can't believe it's not Gene, which I like that one, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's not an eraser. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, I do have an update. I started watching for the Gene-gasms, so I added there was one Gene-gasm in Night of the Sentinels Part 2, so I'll keep watching those. I made a list of all the episodes that Gene's in so we can expedite this nice. process. Okay. Kevin. Yeah, great. Yeah, because they're just in all of them. Like, yeah. like there, there, there's so many in this episode. I'm like, bro, like, Vince is like, all these feelings. I'm like, yeah, bitch, you're coming. Calm down. Like, it's, okay. <laughs> it's almost not even a subcontext how horny she I is know. in this. It really isn't. It really isn't. And then she puts the outfit on, and I'm like, girl, you need to, like, dial it way back. Like, you're telegraphing everything. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you know, live your life, do whatever, but... Chill. You know? <laughs> Chill. <laughs> this is a kid's show, ma'am. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So this is episode two of the Dark Phoenix Saga, the Inner Circle, not the Hellfire Club. This aired uh, November 19th, 1994. So didn't air back to back like the Phoenix Saga did. Written by Stephen Levi, directed by Larry Houston. Mm. Ooh, friends. Yes. Directed by Larry Target. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Free drag name. Who wants it? Just take it. I don't care. <laughs> <Larry Tarjay. laughs> All right, Kevin, do you Go want ahead. to start us off? I will yeah. start. Back at the manor, Xavier <laughs> desperately tries to contact Scott. 
He psychically looks up a maid's skirt, but continues past her to the circle club. Someone, Windy Face, is powerful enough to block out Xavier with a men- mental metal door. Yeah, he's trying to probe. You know, he keeps saying the word probe. <laughs> he says a lot, yeah. actually. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's a whole plot point. He's like, probe, the probe. But I'm like, bro, <laughs> chill, get it's it. It's my <laughs> favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier calls for Cerebro to aid him at the Circle Club. This sounds like a, it sounds like a Circle Jerk Club, doesn't it? Um, yeah. A- Emma uses his own machine to channel her energy into blocking Xavier's BGE. Oh, oh my! Brain dick energy? No, that didn't sound right. My brain is in my dick. Yes, that can't be it. That can't be it. Cerebro reports back that it is being blocked by another person using psychic powers and Emma. Machine. Oh, the machines. The machine. <laughs> I love how Cerebro suddenly has a voice and it's his voice. I'm like, wow. <laughs> narcissistic much, Xavier? I know. I mean, like, first the X-Men, Xavier Mansion, now this. Like, okay, girl, I get you. Like, oh, we want to... Everyone has to know that they're your toys mm-hmm. and you can take them back whenever you want to. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I love I me. Love, yeah, I love basically. how syncopated we are, Dax, because I have that same note. How narcissistic that Xavier programs Rebo with his own voice. Yeah, yeah, but it's like but it's like it's like it's like almost like a robotic. So it's like it's like I'm Xavier. It's like no, no, same voice. <laughs> Literally like exact same voice. Like calm down. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It was so it was I was like when did that when did Cerebro ever talk before? I don't remember Cerebro ever like yeah. like talking back to him before. No. Did that ever happen? Yeah, I don't think it did. You guys have been watching I, this. I think this is the first thing. time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the, out of yeah. nowhere, it's literally his voice. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had the Shiar ship talk back in that, but that was it. Yeah, yeah. But that not was a Cerebro different voice. Right. Specifically. Yeah. So, right. Anyway, anyway, just just just, yeah. just poking holes. Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> poking holes. <laughs> All right, back at the Hellfire, I mean, the inner circle. Uh. Beast, Rogue, Gambit, Storm, and Cyclops are in high-tech cuffs and power-dampening collars. Shaw and Leland bicker over what to do with their newfound prizes. Enter Emma in all her glory. Something, something, big probe, something blocked it. Enter Mastermind and Jean in her new Hot Topic realness look. But like Hot Topic used to be, like the gothy Hot Topic. The good Scott one. gets good mad. One. Yeah, the good one. Yeah, yeah, I imagined yeah. you were in that store. Uh, <laughs> I worked for that store. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a, I'm, I'm a former HT employee. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me. You are a child of the night, so it makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm also very depressed. So, I mean, but <laughs> two plus two equals I don't know anymore. Because yeah. who does math when you're crying? I don't know. <laughs> so, because we haven't had one lately, gothy hot topic it's going to be our 90s moment for this episode Kevin. yes 90s <laughs> moment you got mail 90s moments 90s moments we you know we love the ht so like in this yeah. house with she my first uh non-on-screen boy crush was the quote-unquote piercing goddess of my local hot topic when i was in high school mm-hmm. um he was the first boy i met with with pink hair and i was like i'm, I'm in love with you obviously that's just sold like, we're gonna be yeah. married clearly <laughs> 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 didn't need it didn't even ask for it didn't even need it i was just like i don't even know who you are but i know i'm in love with you um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope he's alive still. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I had a similar problem. I really liked the guy who worked at Hot Topic, but we can never tell was he flirting with me or my friend Jen. Which way yeah. did he swing? Or did he swing yeah, both yeah. ways? Or was he just trying to like get more sales? And then I worked there and I was like, they're not even commission based. Mm. So what was he really up to? Like, <laughs> like what is he That's doing? True. He was no. trying to get in my pants, get my wallet, get the money out, and then put it back. <laughs> no. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Because he's not a bad person, so put it back. It's just like, you know, the game is taking the money to begin with. That's the game. Like That's the game. Know, it's a compulsion. I mean, you know? yeah. but as long as he gets it back, no one's hurt. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, just want to see if exactly. he can do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. Yeah. That sounds right. right. That sounds right. Scott gets mad and tells Shaw to get away from his woman. Gina's announced as the newest member of the Hellfire—I mean, the Inner Circle. Oh my gosh! I had little mermaid flashbacks. I was like, Eric, get away from her! Yeah. <laughs> but I love how they um, can't say Hellfire because it's a kids show. Yeah. But yeah. Like, exactly. Just like just like jizzing her pants every other right every other scene. Like just like kids <laughs> and then like Logan just be weird. The salami scene in the, in the last episode. I, I was know. like, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? What's going on here? You know, I'm looking for some salami, and then Scott's just like. In the door, I'm like, hey, I heard salami. What are you doing? <laughs> it's the oh best scene. It's very horny. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> this whole thing. All right. So, meanwhile, the two putty patrols search Wolverine's hole that he made. He seems to have fallen somewhere in the sewers. They're supposed to bring back the body. They leave to find. Wait, sorry. I'm reading a script. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. They're supposed to bring back the body. They leave to find a way down to the water. Wolverine pops up from the shit water, obviously, and unleashes his claws. <laughs> A little ways away, the crash test dummies enter. They feel the drippies and look up to find Wolverine. He easily dispatches them with a flush. Really, I mean, like, I assume he's in a sewer. So, yeah, that's yeah. He was in a sewer, and then like some guys tried to hit him or whatever. And Do that, you feel and, lucky? Yeah. 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 That line, I was like, really, girl? Really, girl? <laughs> like, I feel like you owe so many money now for that. I don't know. I don't really know how tra- how trademarks work. Um, <laughs> you didn't add the punk, so it's okay. Yeah, That's exactly. true. You changed exactly. it. You made it his own. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Wolverine says punk literally all the time, so I'm like, that was surprising. We left that part out, honestly. Mm, right. Yeah. But Wolverine's always like, hey, punk. And bub and then punk yeah. bub. Like, that's, that's the whole punk gig. Whole gig. That sounds hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that your, is that a new band name? Is that a new band name? Like, like, no, uh, it's going to be my drag name. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin, we have a You Look Familiar moment. I stole this from you. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm inspiring other shows. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so when Wolverine comes out of the water and pops his claws, this is actually directly from Uncanny X-Men 132 from April of 1980. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, it's like backwards, you look familiar moment. Yeah, backwards. So I'll post it so everybody can see. Like It's it's the same exact pose. I don't know if you guys can see it on here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if anyone knows this, but this show was written and done in the 90s, but based on comics from before then. <gasps> Gasp! <gasps> I don't, I mean, yeah, no, I just found out like, oh like I was like, I was like, wait, what? It's a reboot? <laughs> what? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> uh, oh, is it me? Okay. Yes. Uh, 
Wolverine finds his way upstairs where he is confronted by yet another guard. Wolverine talks the man to death and scares him away with his bad, dirty, hairy reference. (laughs) (laughs) So already talked about that reference. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Meanwhile, upstairs, upstairs, Rogue struggles with her shackles. Shaw continues to fawn over Jean, making Emma jelly. Mastermind offers to control Shaw as well. Shaw and Weingard start to argue about who Jean loves more. Emma tells them to put their dicks away. Jason assures Shaw he can control her, and they order dinner. <laughs> we had a rogue gasm here. That was yeah. surprising. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's either going to be that or her like weird scream. So yeah, her honestly, scream. like, yeah. like we're going to yeah. do one or the other. Scream. We're going to like, gonna, like at, at least she has the range. That's true. Like Jean, so. right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can make it a little more subtle. You know. Yeah. 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 Get out of my head. Did Rogue just come on the podcast? I've never realized before just how like polyamorous this Hellfire Club is because everybody's just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Shaw and his thought with his thighs out as codpiece. I'm like, I'm like, come on, Labyrinth, let's go. Like, I'm like, Leland's oh, got some like, thick thighs. Yeah. I'm like, crush me with those thighs. I'm like, I'm like okay, girl, I mean, the face is have a problem, but everything the neck down, I'm like, I'm not mad. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's fine. I mean, like, I mean. You know, his eyebrows are in a weird place. His hairline is, like, awkwardly too high, yet also too low. But then the body is mm, not a problem. Right? Not a problem. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd even take Pierce. He could pierce me with his, you know, metal arms or whatever. He's going to go set arms. Who designed that? Obviously, no one's smart or worth the money. Like, I mean, they were, they were terrible. It was like, like a lever and a pulley. That he has to work with the other hand. To, like, I, I was like, girl, like, who made these arms? Like, Winter <laughs> Soldier says, bitch, please. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mine's better. <laughs> so, Mine's got a star on it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, meanwhile, in the kitchen, there's some lady making some food, and then there's some other guy with some other food. And then there's a waiter who's like, who's like, on the phone, and he's all, he's all, who is my Chateau Calamar 59? And he's like, in the gayest voice possible. Just like yelling at a nameless person on the phone looking for a bottle of wine that doesn't really exist, I guess. But I mean, it sounded fancy, so they did it, whatever. And then he goes, to, the, the dumbwaiter shows up, and so he opens the dumbwaiter, and Wolverine is there holding the bottle, which is still corked, mind you. Then Wolverine jumps out of the dumbwaiter, kicks him in the face, knocking him out, and dramatically, um, Eats a piece of turkey, turkey, but then makes a quip about how it wasn't even a very good year. But I'm like, how would you even know? Because the bottle is obviously cool. So like, true. You know? Are you a sommelier, Logan? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, I want it yeah. out. I want it out. He just looked at it. He's like, oh yeah, I don't like that year. He's like, mm. he's like yeah. It, well, I mean, honestly, in his defense, it was squid wine, so mm. I get it. Like, that yeah. sounds like a. Uh, it, it's like Clamato, but worse. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe Wolverine could smell the wine through the bottle. He's that powerful. Mm. Sure, sure, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. we'll that. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Chateau Calamari is a reference to Joe Calamari, who is an executive vice president at Marvel and executive producer on this show. So it was kind of like a 
We're going to lick your ass real quick moment. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the 59 is. Maybe that's the year he was born. He was born maybe or just because it's – well, I mean like at that point it was like what? Like 40-ish years before? So maybe like that was – a good age, for the, or probably he was born that year. Honestly, that makes more sense. <laughs> that's I, go with that one. I just realized that you nicknamed this waiter Napoleon bon, uh, Bonaparte. Bonaparte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say there were so many words, and I was like, I'm just gonna mess it up. Let me just yeah. like recap, recap for my memory, only because, only because that scene stuck out to me the most. It was so stupid. And I was just like, Chateau Calabari. <laughs> but again. Free drag name. There you go. What's your name? <laughs> Lady Chateau Calamari. Come on now. Beautiful. Come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Like, it, Ten people who remember this show will know that that reference. It'll be yeah. great. Chateau Calamari. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Of, of, of the house Calamari or the Chateau Calamari. Entendre. Also a good drag name. Entendre. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Shaw pours himself a glass of tea, unsweetened, not stirred. The health, I mean, inner circle, sit around at dinner where they toast their new Queen Jean. Queen Jean, Queen Jean. <laughs> Jeans? Jeans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scott tugs at his psychic report to try to get Jean. Emma senses him and inserts mastermind into her psyche. I don't know why, but Emma's hair was really starting to bother me in this episode. Oh, Emma's whole face in this episode. I was like, that's not my girl. Like, I don't like, know who this bitch thinks she is, but she is not my Emma Frost. Like, like her, 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 her angry Bob was angry in the wrong ways. Um, yeah. And like, she just looked, she just looked Oh, like, like, I mean, she made Jones look good by proxy. <laughs> like, she was like, she was boxy and like scowly and like just like it was a yeah. problem for me. Um, yeah. But I mean, they also like you know once Gene went evil, like but, you know cartoons use that kind of trope of like you know making like evil characters like look weird just in, intentionally to like kind of drive in the fact that they're evil and therefore they're not pretty. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, like, 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 you know, Captain Planet tried it with like Dr. Blight, you know, trying to make her look like evil and not pretty, but I'm like, no, she is pretty fucking fierce. Like, like you guys <laughs> miss it. I see what you're trying to do, but Blight was what I see Emma Frost as. Like, I feel like Dr. Blight and Emma Frost were, are like on par so then like an, an animated world, for example. So it's like, I wish this Emma Frost had given me more Dr. Blight and less whatever this is. Like, mm. you know, um, I mean, she tried. She, she tried. tried. <laughs> now, sure Dax, not. have you seen um, Pride of the X-Men from like the early 90s? No, uh, that was not the 90s. That was that was the that was the 80s. Like late 80s. Yeah, yeah, that was the 80s. But um, but uh, I have years and years ago. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Because, um, you know, like, like, like. like um, conventions way back in the day, like you know, in the '90s and like early 2000s or whatever, back when like VHSs and bootlegs were like really popular at booths, people that you know would have like copies of unreleased like bootlegs of like those kind of movies oh, right. would just play them at their booths to let you know they had them to buy. So like I would see it, you know, like sporadically all the time, um, and we were like reminded of it, you know. Um, I mean, I can't forget Logan's Australian accent because good. <laughs> yeah, um, Pretty Pride being the most annoying. Thing possible um <laughs> storm in her white outfit which that was a choice we made um yeah i mean for what it was like i mean like as like a prequel to like this series i can see it working 
because um, the animation style was very similar. Like it felt very like on par. Um, yeah, it, but as far as like it being good, I wouldn't go that far. That, <laughs> yeah. That's a reach. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's, well, a very, that's a very long reach. I bring it up because the Emma in Pride of the X Men was actually like pretty mm-hmm. smoking, but Just she had this voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was evil. Because yeah. she was evil. It was the eighties. Yeah, yeah. I'm White Queen. Evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So had, that, had that weird like Shadow Weaver voice from she She had that weird like 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 tinny like I'm gonna get you X Men and your little little dragon too. Like, this battle situation because that's you know she was evil because she's blonde and pretty. After one hundred yeah. years, I'm free. <laughs> absolutely that was the goal that was the entire thing because you know the trouble of like having like you know your your protagonist being like a blonde pretty lady um and your villain being like a dark-haired bony lady like that was the go-to and then like so like having a villain being blonde and essentially pretty they're like well we got to make sure the kids know she's bad how are we going to do right. that? I don't know. Make yeah. her face weird. Give <laughs> <Like, you know? laughs> <laughs> her an haircut. Make her face just weird. <laughs> constant, constant death stare. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. In Gene's psyche, Cyclops desperately tries to reach Gene as mastermind. I love saying inserts himself between them. <laughs> Weingard proposes a duel and slaps Scott. Ooh. Scott tries to blast Weingard but finds his powers are gone. Jason and Scott turn into swashbucklers and begin to battle, but swordly. The very earth starts to help trap Scott. Jason swears it ain't him. It's Jean. She's over Scott and doesn't want his help. Jason leaves and Jean shows up. She tells Scott girls just want to have fun and morality bites. Jason <laughs> reappears and prepares his final strike. He stabs Scott in the chest, which casts him out of Jean's mind. Oh no! And they're all like, "How is he alive? He should be dead, but his brain's still alive, or whatever." And it's like, "Girl, I don't know why is she. Why is she a bird, but also fire? Like, come on, get it together! Like, get it together!" Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we have Cyclops said Wingard, Jean said Weingard. So. Yeah. They recorded in separate studios. Yeah. They didn't know what they were doing. Right. They didn't know. That's fine. Also, um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so there's also that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Zorro and the 13 Colonies or something. Like, yeah. X marks the spot. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, some guy. Yeah. Also, all these guys, like, you know, it's like, which one is attacking you? The one with the ponytail and the beard and the tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Oh, oh, that one? <laughs> Can you specify? No, I can't. <laughs> I just love out of everything going on in this episode, that's your concern, Kevin. They pronounce the name differently. <laughs> I know. I'm like, which is it? As someone who said report a few seconds ago. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> I get the report. <laughs> I wasn't saying it, but it was, it was, it was, the door was open, so I had yeah. to. The morning reports. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, in the actual world, Scott falls over and the X-Men try to help him. Jason announces that Scott has died in the astral plane, which would have killed him in the actual world, too. Scott groans and Storm dramatically announces that Cyclops lives! That's that's how she speaks. Is what she does. Uh, thank yeah. you, Storm. Um, it was a little <laughs> obvious, but uh, Emma goes to Scott to probe him once again because Scott is the bottom. That's obvious. Uh, she finds that Jean has protected him, uh, and then Shaw demands that Jean kill Scott. 
but she fights for his control. The Phoenix takes over and then agrees to kill Scott. Uh, just then, Wolverine busted the door, and then Shaw sticks the Phoenix on Wolverine, but instead easily dispatches him. Uh, wait, did I say that right? Yeah. Yes. Sure. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm literate. I'm vibing. <laughs> anyway, Jason then demands that Shaw give up control over the inner circle since he controls Gene and the circle votes Shaw out. And they all do it very dramatically with like a whole like thumbs down. Yeah. Yes. It was like, it you was all too, like, Emma? What? It was, like, it was like, you want a new queen? Well, you have one and she's totally nuts. And because you know, she is, because she's the phoenix. <laughs> he just is like, is like, I'm feeling so many steps. This wall is so furry. Like that's the phoenix. Essentially, she's just like, she's like some girl with anger control issues um, doing Molly for the first time, and that's just that's that's the phoenix. <laughs> like, like, I feel everything. So what did you think about your girl Storm yelling out, Cyclops lives! Um, 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 all of Storm's lines this episode were great. It was all like, you know, winds of the Arctic North, I command thee! Or then, winds lift me up or swirl me into a building! Or like, you know, like, it's, 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 it's classic Storm. It's what you expect her to say in a crisis. Um, just... Lightning powers, like yeah, a lot, lot of vibrato for no reason whatsoever, and just like not so much even like yelling as much as singing, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and then being punched in the face immediately, having <laughs> <laughs> beast thrown at her. Whole time, like they're fighting. And Phoenix is like, your powers can't hurt me, and she's like, wins, and I'm like, I'm like, bitch, fire needs oxygen suffocate her <laughs> like what are we doing here <laughs> like, like, like she's like you can't hurt this body i'm like but the body needs air to breathe <laughs> so just like, you know suck it out <laughs> <laughs> but no that that's asking too much because you know they have to get the poor wolverine's all like wolverine's like i'm not gonna kill you and she's like please kill me and he's like i'm not gonna do it I'm going to do it. Oh, no, I didn't do it. Like, they got to get to that point. That, that's always the crux of the, of the Phoenix saga whenever you see a retelling of it every single time. Because the true, world yeah. revolves around Logan for... Whatever reason. Some reason. <laughs> <laughs> we did get sexy Scott moans here, though, too. That's where she's like, oh, you're moaning. Scott lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's his job. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you liked how he was laying... With his little butt hanging over. You know, it's one of my favorite things. Yes. <laughs> I love how in this show they make his um his his like speedos look kind of baggy in the back because like otherwise it would be too sexual. And I'm like, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here. It's like how everything else skin tight and then like but his little little pants are like it's like mm, diaper. Like how is that? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> If I can't change it, I'll allow it. Right, yeah. (laughs) Is it me? It's you, my dear. All right. Ten. Jean gets bored and continues her assault on Wolverine. She has a montage of tender moments with Mr. Logan. Oh, which you like. She's like, what are you doing out of bed with your bandages? Your healing factor doesn't matter. That's that yeah. scene. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jean reasserts control and stops her attack. Jason takes this as an opportunity to have Jean destroy Shaw. 
The Phoenix takes control once more. She reveals that she has been in control all along. <laughs> she was just having fun with everyone because why not? She why takes not? off to yeah. She takes off to the roof. In her absence, the X-Men and the Hellfire, I mean, inner circle battle ruining many dinners. <laughs> yeah, always falling out of food. Apparently, like like the club was like like a, like a supper club or or, 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 or like or like an old English inn or something because there's like patrons running and fleeing. And I'm like, and, wait, yeah, and yeah, everyone will take George Washington. Like regular people who just like are running out of the front door. I'm like, I'm like, was there like like a tour or something? Like, what are we doing here? Like, like is there like a floor show? What's happening? Um, it was very confusing because that it was never specified. It was like private club, private club, and then all of a sudden there's like random patrons just running, like, <laughs> and showing no one else in the building besides their weird like robotic soldiers that never get referenced specified or named (laughs) no um yeah it was it it was it was confusing um i guess it's one of more chaos for the show but like it's just also like like i thought there was only like you know five guys here you know i thought it was only like emma and some dudes um they were all scattered but now there's some girl on a date (laughs) just running for her life suddenly <laughs> <What's the lobster? laughs> so were there any moments in this fight that like stood out to you guys i mean it was all very much a very typical x-man yeah. series fight just like you know shoot powers and then get flung across the screen for some reason <laughs> like, you know? floors break walls break yeah yeah, yeah. typical <laughs> I did find it funny how lame Gambit was because Emma just quickly like took him out, yeah. and then after everybody's going through these big dramatic fights, it shows Gambit like throw three cards and hit three foot soldiers. Yeah. I'm like, girl, that's all you did. Yeah. That's all you yeah. contributed. No, Gambit was like in the background the entire time doing the least. He was like, I don't know how to handle this. I'll be here. Gambit was in this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had no lines and no plot points. Like, <laughs> yeah. The more like I'm rewatching this as an adult, I'm like Gambit's kind of lame in this whole series. Like he doesn't grow or anything. Well, he, he he has no story arc of any kind. He doesn't learn anything or develop any like you know new skills or characteristics. He's just always one note the entire time. He just says like a, a random quip and then he throws <laughs> some cards and then like flirts with Winks. Rogue and then that's and that's and that's the show like, like. thank you for your time yeah, yeah. is this the one right. is this the scene where um Wolverine says here's Johnny uh I, I that was a little earlier yeah. okay because that was another random reference yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wolverine's just been like you know watching movies all week right long. he's like oh well, that's he's like I'm gonna use that later <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> I want to see him take out like a little notebook and be right. like, uh, "Here's Johnny," <laughs> and just be like, "Classic, right? Classic, amazing." <laughs> All right. Scott runs through the club looking for Jean. Meanwhile, Shaw throws Beast of Storm and escapes through a bookshelf. Pierce and Rogue continue fighting. Rogue disarms him. Yeah, and it makes face. a whole comment about it. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. What did she say? Like, like I bet like, these like, cybernetic like, things cost like, an arm like, and a leg. Like, Thanks for the hand, sugar. I bet these things cost yeah. an arm and a leg. <laughs> like, something really obvious. 
Um, yeah, because that's, that's your voice gets so deep when you're hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like really in character right now. Yeah, oh, Charlie okay. Dazzler. Yeah. <laughs> I have a so question for. Um, uh-huh. You X Men expert people. Um, <laughs> so Shaw can absorb Beast energy because he's spinning him around with his feet, which is the whole thing. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. But why can't he absorb? If that's the case, why can he absorb Storm's energy? Is it because well, she's not, Storm like, used him? snow on him? Right. So it was just like a gentle snowfall, <laughs> and then like cold air. And not like kinetic energy, I guess. I don't, I don't okay. know. It's it's called, it's a plot hole. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> okay. was like, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take a, cha- a try at okay. it. So okay. Beast is directly using his energy on yeah. Shaw, yeah, yeah. but Storm uses her energy on the, the weather, and the weather attacks Shaw. Exactly. Okay. Like she's more like maybe the air around him. It's not like like like, like a physical, like a, not like a punch or like connection or whatever. It's like there has to be. It's like a physical it's like connection. she's dropping the temperature around him. So like I mean like. If he could then absorb that energy, then like whenever it's like winter time, he's like, "Ha ha! I'm so powerful!" Like no, no, like, <laughs> like a blizzard. What's my favorite time of year? Water me So I'm pretty sure that was was her was okay. thinking behind it, and then he's like, then he just throws beast at her like a rag doll, and then she's and then she's unconscious. But luckily, on a, but luckily on a couch, so you know she's safe. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that they added that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you don't hit girls, so <laughs> yes. even when you're a superhero, but you can throw people into girls. World domination. You never hit a yeah. lady. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, you got You got have standards. You got to have you know moral standards, all that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they basically escape through the hidden bookshelves. I want to play Clue in this house so badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they swear revenge. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Every, yeah. every bookshelf is uh, actually a doorway to a passageway. Nobody can read in the inner circle. Um, all the books are just <laughs> like, like, like carved into the walls. And everyone's like, oh, you're so literate. No, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> it's all uh, just Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grace. Uh-huh. Nobody wants to read them. Exactly. Nobody yeah. will the ever grab those. The only real books are, are, are Magnus under Shaw's bed. That's the only real books in the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so later, the X-Men regroup inside to look for Gene and Scott. Meanwhile, Jean's on the roof. She gets tired of Jason trying to control her because obviously, I mean, you know, who needs a man? Let's be real. Uh, feeling, <laughs> feeling the evil done to her made her thirsty for more. She tells Jason his illusions suck because they're terrible and all pirate-themed, which is a choice. Um, and then pulls him out of his, his current one, revealing him to be an ugly old dude who looks just like Morph. But with gray hair this time, oh so that's different. Jean goes into Jason's mind and then shows him how ugly he how ugly he truly is, um, which is a whole weird thing. He's like he's just like screaming, and then his face kind of melts, and then becomes like less like morph, but more like I, it's all, it's all a very Dorian Gray situation. He has a weird little mustache. It's the whole thing. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. like basically, like he's ugly because he doesn't brush his hair. He has a weird mustache choice. That's. That explains that. <laughs> Phoenix is just looking at him. She's like, you're old. You're so old. <laughs> you're like 47. <laughs> and that got him. You, you get it, girl. You get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just then, Scott arrives in the scene. The Phoenix announces that Jane is no more and there is only the Dark Phoenix. And then she transforms into another version of Dark Phoenix, which she already was, but now she's in her full costume. So it's different, but also the same. 
Yeah, it's been a little confusing because when she was good Phoenix, she appeared in red, and then when she was bad, she appeared in green, and then she officially appears in red this time. Yeah, so yeah, they kind of. I, I feel like 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 the color department got um, confused because it was the same outfit only in like different colors, but in different scenes whenever she was back and forth. So I can see someone like you know somebody who like doesn't speak English um, chained to an art table painting this stupid cartoon, um, <laughs> not understanding like wait. That's a different character. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, this one's hair is messier, obviously. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the Aurora dress all over again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, it is. <laughs> sure, sure. It's it's a different character, or is she though? Um, yeah, yeah. This one has pupils. That one doesn't. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> So that's our episode. What did we yeah. think of the inner circle? I mean, they, I mean, for the era and the time, like it was honestly like, like um, a good introduction to the Hellfire Club and like an abridged kind of like way to introduce them into it. Um, I feel like uh, there, there could have been more of a buildup to the Hellfire Club and they could have had more like scheming and like nefarious actions or whatever. Like I feel like, um, not Wolverine the X Men, was Wolverine in the X Men? Where they read the Phoenix Saga and Emma Frost was a bigger part. Was that that one? Yeah, she basically so. like takes over the X Men yeah. Wolverine. In yeah, that yeah, one. yeah, but she's also still after the Phoenix Force, and also at the same time. Is that the same? That one I'm yeah, up? yeah. Um, I felt that was better because it was more Emma Frost. I mean, I do like how this one goes farther into like you know the whole like Phoenix genocide situation and the Shi'ar, and then goes beyond that in later episodes. But um, I feel like for the Hellfire Club's like you know first and only real introduction. I'm fine with it. You know, I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love it or hate it. No. I'm going I'm going to say my I'm going to say my word. I'm going to put it in expected, you know. Yeah. Oh. So it wasn't cuz it wasn't awful, but it didn't blow me away either. Yeah. So. And, and and I will say also like, you know, um like as a kid when I watched this for the first time, I remember, you know, like it being a whole big deal. You know, there was a Phoenix song. Oh my god. <laughs> so like it was like, you know, every week was like at a vent. It was also before yeah. it had been rehashed like seven more times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, right. so like at the time it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um and it was and I, you know, I had no notes on it then. I mean, you know, now looking back after I've like, you know, now I'm like at the point where it's like, if I hear the Dark Phoenix saga one more time, <laughs> I will literally renounce X-Men as a whole. <laughs> like I'm so sick of the Phoenix Force and the Phoenix saga and Jean Grey and her mental health issues, like, girl, get some medication, chill out. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. It's been long enough. <laughs> You're turning into Kanye right now and it's killing me. Like, I need you to get out. Like, <laughs> I think it's funny because last week I thought it was just expected and everybody else was extreme. And this week you guys are expected and I'm extreme. I love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has good action. I think it's fine. I, feel like yeah, but a, I hear you, Dex. It's a bridge episode it's between like the first out. part and the third part. The third part is the better part, you know? That's true. Um, like, like this is just a, like a bridge episode. I mean, like, um, it wasn't bad. It's just not like the finale or the beginning, yeah. you know? yeah. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Mm-hmm. All right, who would you say is your MXP? Uh, Most excellent player. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know what? Just because he lost an arm, I'm going with Cyborg Guy. 
like like he began the yeah. episode well he, he you know came in like the first one and he's like he's like hey dazzler i'm gonna beat your car up for no reason and he's just trying <laughs> he's just really trying to get through it you know like he his co-workers hate him his friends hate him um rogue took his arm off and then laughed at him and he had run like it was a whole thing he went through a lot um, i feel like and he he, did. i feel like he was, he was just trying to like you know make a place for himself and like do good work. And he just didn't get the right shank. No. <laughs> oh, good You're right. Yeah. That's, that's valid. <laughs> How about you, Kevin? Uh, this was, I don't know either. I mean, part of me wants to say Phoenix, but I also think that's cliche. Uh, maybe, I, I mean, I do, you know, do you know I love my boy Cyclops in this too. Uh, <laughs> he didn't do anything but he moaned and he fought in a dream <laughs> maybe he's having I feel like he's having some sex dreams later that's exciting he only has them, he did though. also like thing. bring her back a little I right mean... and she you know she keeps seeing she keeps seeing his face which is like that psychic link she, he's got that link to like you know but it's her give her link. that grounding point it's her link he's yeah, in credit for it like he's in credit for it it's her link he made the link she the link but he's like it's my link I'm like girl what did you bring <laughs> for his turkey for his turkey equips. you know what at least he brought you know? the turkey at least he brought the turkey yeah. um and he did like yeah. a, lot, a lot of like movie references i mean uh yeah. so at least he He's, was like okay trying i'll, I'll give it to wolverine this time yeah i'll yeah. give it to wolverine yeah i gave it to wolverine he had he had the lines he had the fighting he like fought all the way from yeah. the sewers yeah. to the yeah. top floor he smelled terrible car. the whole time <laughs> he did. And that's what i was thinking when he picked up the turkey i'm like you were just in shit water i'm sure you didn't like sanitize it's factor it's fine there was a wash dance ever if he doesn't want to he's fine See, he's i wish there was an action scene where he like threw the turkey leg at somebody and knocked him out that would have been really fun yeah that would have been good <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right for a previously on question which emma outfit do you like the most do you like her in her white queen like lingerie do you like her in her new x-men with like the chest not being there in the form of an x um do you like headmistress emma I mean, or I, black I, outfit emma i love uh classic emma outfit because it's the one that i wear the most um um <laughs> i do love it it's just so classic for me but i do love anything like um Russell Dodderman designed for her, like all of his looks for her, I love. Because um, he gets Emma's fashion nonsense, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, Emma's always well dressed. I don't like her dress outfit. Like, like, like the, one of the more recent ones where she wears like, like the A line dress with the big cape and the sunglasses. That one, I'm like, mm, I can, no, that one's, it's not flattering. It's not form fitting. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, but I love most of Emma's costumes always. Yeah. Kevin. My favorite is the headmistress one. Mm-hmm. Because it's like oh. it's sexy, it shows skin, but it's not like too like porny like the other one. It's like a like a like 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 like, like, a, like a like a doctor, but like Yeah. Doctor, because she's, like, she's not oh. she's not in underwear, she's wearing pants. She is wearing pants. You still get you still get belly button, you still get a little bit of cleavage, you get a nice little cape, her hair is flowing. It's I don't know, that's my favorite. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I've this is weird. I like her black outfit. Like oh. she only wore it for a little while, but that's Piccolo. when I got tattooed yeah. to my arm. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. The Chris- it's got like the nice boots. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, it's the Chris Piccolo like 
like that if, if Chris McCullough draws draws someone, they're gonna be in that outfit eventually. It's just gonna happen. Happened to Pretty Pride, it happened to the Mastermind Sisters, happened to Mafra. It's just gonna happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ileana Ward, I believe, briefly once. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just gonna happen. It's Chris McCullough. I mean, it's it's a good yeah. look. It's impractical, unrealistic, and impossible. <laughs> But it's hot on the page, so <laughs> it is. And I have a little statue of her mm-hmm. and Magic in their little Chris like black outfits. Yeah. I just love them. Yeah, <laughs> they're impractical outfits. Totally impractical. Like, <laughs> like, like you know, you, you turn too fast, it just all falls off. Like you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she can't bend over, all sit right. down, or stand up too fast, but she looks amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, yep. <laughs> it's like the story of all cosplay, really. Pretty much. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> So for the last question, so what is the X factor? So your favorite moment or how it ties into the bigger X-Men universe? I mean, I do love Jean, at least Jean being in like the black queen outfit. Um, I just love that whole moment where she's like, do I feel so many things and feelings? Like I think that whole era um, in this episode um, I don't really know how, know how it really ties into the rest of it, except for like in the Phoenix Saga. Um, but I like her at least like going crazy and just like letting loose um, with it a lot. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, nice. My Come favorite on. part is the end, where like she goes like evil Phoenix witch scary thing, mm-hmm. like. It's cool and it's creepy and it gives me witchy vibes and I'm like, all right, you go, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> so that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I for me, I like that we get a depiction of the Hellfire Club, like because we've seen Pierce, um, Dax's um, arm Side boyfriend, boy yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. boyfriend. Oh, no, I'm, I'm we've seen him in Logan. Let's be real. Let's know. No. Only I, I respect him as a person. <laughs> He deserves respect. <laughs> um, okay, so Dax's hookup. First of all, Leland is the boyfriend. I would never hook up with someone respected. That's how bad it is. <laughs> but we get to see them in all their like old school comic like realness. We don't really see that in the way they depict them in later films. So I think mm-hmm. this is cool. All right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that gets us through the episode. Our next one is part three, The Dark Phoenix. <sighs> Kevin, oh. what do you think happens in part three of The Dark Phoenix? Well, I guess The Dark Phoenix is the main person <laughs> here doing things, like flying around and like doing her little fire on you. And like crazier, you know, it's just 30 minutes of a black screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a radio show, but terrible. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> Well, cool. And we really appreciate you coming on and yeah, talking this episode with us, no Dax Exclamation. Thanks for having us. Where can us. people find you? Uh, you can find me on all social media, obviously, uh, under Dax Exclamation. That's D-A-X-C-L-A-M-A-T-I-O-N. That includes Venmo and Cash App. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, follow me wherever. Um, send money. I don't know. Do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 
Yeah, Kevin has been, like, holding this over my head that one day I may be able to bring Dax on, and I've been, like, fangirling this whole time. <laughs> um, sexy Xies, I kind of fangirled a little before so I can act cool during the episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. you nailed it. You did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. I'm not calling the company right now. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'll stop licking the screen, I promise. <laughs> Where can people find you, Caval? Sure. Uh, you can follow my other podcast where Sean is helping me co-host The Charmed Comic Books. Yay. Uh, that's at Words of the Witches everywhere. Uh, or you can follow my personal page where it gets sexy XE. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's at KGZ87. <laughs> cool. And yeah, you can find me on Sean.Perret. You can find all the podcasts there on my book. And um, you can find me on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, Once Upon a Cold. We're both back this month, which is very exciting. Yay. Woo. All right. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week for the Doc Phoenix. Part three. Part three. Three, three, three. Boom.